on this week's episode of Peak Too Early. The boys once again break down all the DK Metcalf drama that followed this past weekend's Golden Games. We break down the results from all of the races that happened this weekend. We have a special Mother's Day interview with McKenna Myler, and then we draft our perfect 4 by 100 meter teams from football, basketball, baseball, and other sports. And once again, this episode is brought to you by Bell Lap Track and Field Gear. Bell Lap has been with us since the very beginning. They were our first sponsor of this podcast. You all know Bell Lap. You've heard us talk about them before, but if you haven't, they help professional athletes sell their gear so the professional athletes can get a couple extra bucks in their pocket and you all can get the exclusive gear that's only available to the professional athletes. If you're not following on them on Instagram already, go do that right now. All right, let's get into it. Keep on rolling. This is Peak Keep Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest podcast in the world. Peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's summer off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? I'm good. I don't know if you if you took a look at my Strava, but you know, had my first uh, fasters training run this past week, so I'm I'm feeling pretty feeling pretty good. Got a few miles in there, but I will say, just a little PSA to the people out there. Now that I'm running. Uh, it's getting a little warm out there, so make sure you're hydrating, hydration nation, uh, you know, drink your water because, you know, we're all out there cranking miles out, and I want to make sure that you guys you guys are all safe, so that's just my little PSA today. And as always at the House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing good, gentlemen. I got a, a fresh cut today. I got a fresh shave, so my mustache is on point. I know I am just so fully in mustache lifestyle. I've been for a couple of years now, but I have a massive work presentation tomorrow that I got to give, like a conference thing. And my first thought is, I got to clean the mustache up. It was never, should I get rid of the stash? Should I not get rid of the stash? It was like, got to clean the mustache up. So the mustache with fresh hair. Guys, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to roll. What do you like? It, a year? Oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I was gonna say, has it hit you yet that you are just like a mustache guy now? Like you, this is no so, longer like a. It's no longer like a bit. Like you just are a mustache guy. I said that I had accepted that, but today really was the crucial realization where we have this big national conference that I got to speak in front of lots of people looking at me, and there was just like no hesitation in my mind. I just needed to to just shave up the cheeks, right? Shave up the chin, make sure the mustache looked good. And so when I'm doing it for like the most important work event that I could, could have, it doesn't get any more mustache guy than that. Yeah. That's a big time mustache guy. So Trent, is this, is this a year and a half now? It, it's over oh, two years. Now. It's over two years. That's yeah. Right. It's, We're it's coming on two and a half years, right? It was for the Boston marathon two years ago. That is like stashies for Nashies. And when you're a washed up runner, if you get into to Boston, that's your national championship. So we are at two years. It's definitely part of your identity. I think you, it would, you're at the point now where if you were to shave it off, you would definitely get like, looks. you might, there might, you know what? I, I bet you there's people in your life that don't know you without, uh, without a mustache. 
my my lovely girlfriend Megan, who I've been dating for, I'm not gonna say the the number here because I don't remember exactly how long it is, <laughs> but it's been longer with the mustache than without. Let's put it that way. So I'm not sure she barely knows me without the mustache. <laughs> what does she think of it? I gotta imagine she has mixed emotions with it. Listen, I think she's good with it. I think she she kind of likes it in some way, but if I ever did shave it she'll be stoked like she would be so excited she's, she's got no issue with it but she she's gonna be stoked if i ever shave it i like how you preface all this but like i think she feels this way i think have you actually had this conversation with her like if you have you yeah asked but her? <laughs> i'm not sure i can get a full honest opinion from her if, she, if i'm a mustache guy right if i was doing it for fun or as a joke then she might you know lay into me but if i'm truly a mustache guy like i clearly am truly a mustache guy then it would be hurtful for her maybe to give her full honest opinion. So she might be taking it easy on her. So boys, in about two weeks from tomorrow, we got the fasters going. So anybody that wants to join us, uh, sign up is up on the website. Link is in the bio of the Instagram. So you're welcome to join us. Uh, We talked about all the rules on last week's podcast if you aren't caught up there but we're doing the david goggins four by four by 48 challenge and we're seeing who can do it faster we're going to be all together in the house pumping out content uh bell lap is sponsoring the podcast right now they're sponsoring the the fasters uh we got uh you know we're going to be at the stoke performance house they are sponsoring our our house up in burlington vermont so we got a couple of like longtime supporters of the podcast helping us out pulling this event together. Are you guys starting to get nervous? I'm starting to get a little nervous. I'm ready. No. I, I feel like I'm, you know, getting into my groove here, running some miles, feeling pretty good, you know, starting to get my training plan underway. I, you know, I feel fresh. I feel good. I feel, I feel real good. I came off a, a red eye flight Saturday night coming back home from Arizona and I, you know, exhausted. Didn't, didn't sleep a lick on that flight. I'm not a good airplane sleeper. And then I went for a run when I got back. I'm like, I'm doing some intense training for this thing. I'm staying up all night and then hitting my run Sunday morning. It doesn't get any more, you know, committed to the cause than that. I'm ready to go. You know what, Trent, as you say that, I know this is a little off topic, but there's nothing I am more jealous of than people that can sleep on airplanes. Oh, I hate those. I, I won't say I hate them, but that is one skill I wish I had. You know how much easier my life would be if I could just sleep on airplanes? It'd be so much easier. Steve, I could not agree with you more. I've, I've experimented with having a couple of drinks before. I've tried different uh, over-the-counter medications to, to try to knock me out, and it just doesn't work. I'm, I'm up. I mean, I'm that guy who I remember used to have my, my iPod or whatever, and I'm listening to just music on shuffle. And I fall asleep and I wake up I'm like, oh, that was a quality sleep. And I look back and I maybe missed like one and a half songs. And I was like, all right, there's my six minute nap that I'm going to get for this eight hour flight. Boys, no problem sleeping on a plane. No problem at all. I'll sleep wherever. You, you find me a place where I can put my head down. I'm out. No problem. You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> Very jealous. But anyways, we got the fasters coming up. Uh, sign up if you're, if you're brave enough to join us. The winner is going to get the purple jacket. Just go to the website, sign up. Trent did a great job setting up the, uh, the website uh, for anybody that wants to join us. And you can kind of track along. We'll probably do like a, you know, like Google spreadsheet so we can like keep track of everything and 
um, you know, determine the overall winner. And I think the rules that we set is because we know it might be tough to do it at the exact same time of us, you can kind of do it any time during the week of Memorial Day weekend. Um, so it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Just like the mileage challenge last year, what made it fun was everybody joining in and doing it along with us and kind of uh, cheering us on and, and, and booing us on whatever, however you felt about each one of us. It was, it was a good time. It really kind of felt like the, the two crew community was out in full force uh, for this event last year. So let's, let's try to replicate that a little. little yeah. Bit. Shout out to the, I don't have the names in front of me, Steve, but shout out to the people that have already signed up to join us. I mean, this is a big, this is a big 48 hours that you're getting yourself into. So it's, it's a big commitment, but I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and you'll be pretty, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be miserable during it, but we're going to all be glad we did it. So um, I, I'm excited to see everyone join us for it. I don't know if I'm going to be glad I did it. I can't guarantee that, but sure. And keep your eyes peeled because we have some pretty unique merch dropping the week of the Fasters. Actually, the first day of the Fasters. It's what everybody has been asking for. We are dropping our first singlets on the first day of the the Fasters. Sorry, not the Masters. We are dropping these things are awesome i sent a picture to mike and trent of the of like the mock-up what do you guys think like it's it's pretty freaking sick right they're awesome yeah they're exactly what i would want exactly what i would want two crew it's not just the peak too early it's the two crew singlets this is the official two crew singlet and you know what there's not we didn't make a ton of them we have a very limited supply so keep your eyes peeled for those they are coming but when they're gone, they're gone. So um, that is that is coming. So I'm very, very excited for that. All right, Mike, let's kick off the running news. All righty. So I think we need to start where everyone wants us to start. Steve's taking on the whole running world. He's getting into internet arguments left and right we'll let steve start off here but dk metcalf we talked about it at nauseam last week he shows up he runs a very solid time runs a 10-3 he finishes last in his heat by all accounts this is a win-win situation for everybody involved dk you know was able to compete and run a fast time but he still, you know, lost to all the professional runners, showing that, like, you know, a football player can't just show up and compete at these events. But it also shows how fast and athletic, you know, it gets. I had people in my office who don't care about track talking about track this week because DK Metcalf showed up. Win win situation for all. I think we can all agree on that. Steve, stage is yours. I mean, I've been on my troll game full force this week, just trolling the hell out of all of the haters of this whole DK Metcalf situation. It is blowing my mind that people, how, how up in arms certain groups of people are about this whole DK Metcalf situation. So let me just start, let me, let me just, let's just start off with this, right? You know, I, 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 I come from the marketing world. Trent, I know you have a little bit of a, a marketing background, Um, so, you know, oftentimes we get on this podcast and we talk about ideas to grow the sport. And so let me toss out, let me toss out an idea to you guys. I'm just, just spitballing here, you know, dream scenario for our potential 
a potential opportunity to grow the sport and get more eyeballs on the sport. Why don't we bring in an influencer, a very popular influence, somebody with over a million followers, maybe a million and a half followers. We'll bring them into the sport and we'll, we'll allow them to compete. And not only just allow them to compete, they're going to be able to actually compete. They're going to be able to keep up. So they're not going to get blown out of the water. They're going to be able to keep up. But at the end of it, they're going to lose to everybody and show how good the professional athletes are. Sounds like a good scenario, right? Sounds like a perfect scenario, perfect marketing scenario to get more eyeballs on the sport, get people paying attention. Guess what? That happened. We had, we had a super popular athlete from another sport come to our sport and compete and actually do a decent enough job where he didn't get embarrassed. He actually put up a very respectable time in 10.36. And he got beat by everybody in his heat, showing that track and field athletes are superior at what they do. They, you know, they belong as professionals in their sport. That all happened. It was the perfect scenario all the way around. And the people that are saying that this is bad for the sport, it's blowing my mind. You know what their number one argument is? So I'm going into like all like the different podcasts, the different posts I'm seeing on Instagram. Their argument is that the NFL made out like bandits in this whole thing. They're actually making the argument that NFL stole track and field fans to their sport. That, 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 the, that the attention from an NFL player is taking away attention from track and field. Now they've gone to the NFL and they're never coming back to track and yeah, field. Be, yeah, like, because, that's a, that's because the, the NFL that's, needs track and field fans, right? What? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, 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 that argument is so absurd for so many reasons. If you are a fan of one sport, you're not only just a fan of that one sport. You can be a fan of multiple sports. If you're a fan of one TV show, you can be a fan of multiple TV shows. If you're a fan of one podcast, you can be a fan of multiple podcasts. And guess how I find out about other podcasts? You know, hosts come on to the podcast I like. I like that host. I go and listen to that podcast. Now I have two podcasts I listen to. That's how the world works. You get exposure and people are allowed to, to, to taste other products in that world. We're allowed to be fans of multiple sports, not just track and field. Guess what? Track and field isn't my number one favorite sport. It's not my number two favorite sport. It's not my fifth favorite sport. I love track and field. I love the sport of running. We have a podcast that we do every single week and we're committed to, and we want the sport to grow. We're committed to growing this sport, but I am so much more a fan of other sports over track and field. And that is okay. It doesn't take away my fandom from this sport. Steve, that's not just okay. That's the point. The whole point of what we've been trying to say for two years now is that we don't want this like gatekeeper mentality about track where it's like, we only want track and field fans to watch our sport we want sports fans to watch our sport we don't want people who only care about track and field we want people who love sports to love our sport just like us like you said i love sports the reason we do this podcast is because i love sports and track and field just happened to be the sport that i participated in so i wanted to talk about it i wanted to treat it like a sport so it's crazy to think that you'd be taking away, and like you said, the, the way you uh, you know made it sound so dramatic. It's hilarious that like these people like 
have all of a sudden discovered football for the first time. And it's like, <laughs> they're never, they're never going to come back to track and field. Like get out of here. That's so it, it's ridiculous. Mike, you hit the nail on the head though. You actually, you actually vocalize it in the perfect way. Actually the secret to, or the, the, the secret sauce to growing the sport is that once, once sports fans start paying attention to track, that's when we've succeeded. Not growing track fans. It is when sports fans are watching track. That's when the sport grows. That's when you know when when the when the the the, the person that's going to place a bet on NFL or, or or basketball or horse racing also places a bet on the 5K this weekend at the Golden Games or the 100 meters at Golden Games. That's when we win. That's when the sport grows. So many sports fans, you go to the TV guide and it's like, what's in green, right? Because those are sports and you might skip over the track and field, but you'll pick anything else. You need track and field to be one of those. If if 100 track and field fans go out and buy DK Metcalf jerseys now and are now DK Metcalf fans, and just 10 DK Metcalf fans are kind of like, oh, the, the 100 meters is kind of cool. That's a net win for track and field. It doesn't, like, even if you're saying that this was, you know, great for the NFL, then that's great, even though it wasn't. But if it was great for the NFL, good for them. Let's also reap the rewards of the track and field benefit. I'll take it a step further. I think it would have been better if DK Metcalf didn't come in last. You know, we're all in a win-win. It could have been a win-win-win if he beat out a few guys there, right? If he had performed a little bit better and actually was like, maybe I can get after the trials there and see what he can do. It would have created more electric, more excitement around DK Metcalf running for the rest. I mean, DK Metcalf is not uh, just some football player, right? He is a freak of nature. He is like as athletic as it gets. Uh, and it's okay for him to come in and, and be great. It happens in college all the time where these guys who are, you know, college uh, elite athletes go in and they, and they can perform decently at an NCAA national championship. DK Metcalf is as elite as elite as it gets. It would be awesome to see him run even better than he did and get to like watch him run again. I wish DK Metcalf was lining up again in three weeks to watch it go again. Yeah. There's a million different directions I can go with this too, but I think people also forget that like a lot of professional football players were track athletes. Like in the spring in high school, they did track and field. A lot of them did track in college. Like these sports go hand in hand. There are similar skill sets that come with these sports. Like it's not crazy to think that a star football player could be a star track athlete too because it happens literally all of the time. I mean, think about like, you know, when you're in high school or college, how many guys on your team were from the football team or from another sport. These were just good athletes. Like to think that, you know, we don't want any other types of athletes. Like they're the same athletes. Like these guys, if DK Metcalf wanted to, ditch football completely and train for track he just proved he can run a 10-3 like he could probably go faster i'm not saying he can make the olympics well, but they're, like, they're not ready they're not ready for that conversation Mike. right and, and that's, they're that's not the ready thing. for that because because if we wanted to go there if we wanted to go there we would piss a lot of people off but you looked at you look at dk metcalf out there on that starting line and he is a towering beast and he is built so much bigger and you know what I, I believe he's the same height as the greatest sprinter of all time, or very, if not the same, very close. So if he's slimmed down, 
if he got more of a runner's build and not a football player's build, they're not ready for the conversation of what DK Metcalf could do if he focused solely on track and field. But we're not going to go there today. Yeah, it, that's that's not the point. We don't we don't you know we ruffle enough feathers. But think thinking about it specifically through the lens of what it means for the sport to have stuff like this happen to bring in a big name like that. I just can't wrap my head around the argument that it's not good for this sport. I just, I can't so wrap I, my head around it. I, I, I looked up this poster. So I had this poster on my wall when I was a kid is a uh, Dion Sanders. It's Dion. Dion runs fast, hits hard. It's 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. And uh, so it's, it's him in a Cincinnati Reds uniform uh, for when he was playing baseball. It was the only, uh, non Red Sox piece of apparel or poster I had in my house because my because they were on the National League and my dad wouldn't allow me to have anything non base anything non Red Sox related in the house which is another story and I'm glad that that happened but um I was you know I became uh like the Reds became like my National League team growing up I was diehard Red Sox fan but the Reds were my National League team because I thought it was cool that you had the superstar football player coming to baseball and, 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 you know, playing baseball. So I was a, I was an NFL fan. Everybody knows who Deion Sanders was. And so I thought it was so cool that he could be the best cornerback in the league and then go and compete in, in baseball. And I became, you know, a, a part-time Reds fan because of that. So like, you're telling me that there aren't kids, Seattle Seahawks fans that uh, like young kids that are, are finding out that their favorite wide receiver is is going to participate in track and they care at least a little bit about track now you know they're they, they may have never watched a track meet in their entire life and now they're tuning in to, to watch their favorite wide receiver run the 100 meters like you're thinking about this all wrong if you think that if you think that this is bad for the sport i think about like, how many I'm university of, of like florida a, alumni were watching new york mets minor league yes. baseball when tim tebow was out there yep, exactly they banged exactly. out they banged out a triple a stadium to watch tim tebow yeah play how many you know, chicago how many chicago bulls fans were going to minor yeah. league baseball games to watch michael jordan play baseball you guys are thinking so wrong about this i'm just like trying to think of like i don't even know like i'm trying you know julian edelman just retired right Huge Patriots fan. If I found out tomorrow, he better have retired. Yeah, yeah, just, that's, well, that's another story to too. I swear to God, I'm gonna lose my friggin' mind if he's a Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill. I, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> but let's say I found out tomorrow that he was gonna start competing in a sport that I didn't really care that much about, right? Like, let's say he was gonna pick up like cricket you know sure cricket or like even a sport i care a little bit about like mma or like tennis or you know what i mean like just like a a, an offshoot sport if you think i'm not tuning in to watch julian edelman play any sport in the world of course i am like why wouldn't i i think that would be wildly entertaining and you're gonna bring eyeballs i don't know i i just feel like i can't even talk about anymore because like i said i can't wrap my head around the other side of this argument i just can't do it we've talked about it enough all right. All right. So let's move on to the rest of the results here from the Golden Games this past weekend. We're going to do kind of a, a lightning style result here. Just a couple headlines that we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one, uh, El Perrier 
wins the 1500 in a time of 358. That is a personal best for her. One of the fastest times in the world right now. Gentlemen, I get like, I don't even know how to ask this question, but what is going on with El Perrier? She just cannot lose. She is an absolute rocket ship right now. What can we expect from El Perrier going forward here in an Olympic year? Sky's the limit. I got the uh, I got some stats for you guys, some history lesson for you. So these are the only people that have a faster fifteen hundred time than L. Uh, Houlihan, Shannon Roberry, Mary Decker, Jenny Simpson, and Susie Hamilton. The only person I don't know there is Hamilton, and I don't know my track history, but you know, like <laughs> these are all complete legends. Like she has elevated herself to absolute like just superstar status. Um, and like you said, Mike, this is not one race or one season at this point i mean she is just uh, on a rocket ship she's on a, a projectile and she keeps getting faster there there is no there is no limit to her right now yeah i think i think at this time last year we were talking about how shelby houlihan was kind of like the the best you know 800 to 5k maybe even 10k runner in, in the women's side like by far like she was by far the best you know, mid-distance to distance uh, runner in, in the women's game. Um, El Perrier is right there now, and she is peaking at the exact right time. And I'll be honest, like, like when that race went off, I was like, it's too short for her. Like this isn't, you know, it's great that she's out front. Like there's no way she could hang on to this. And she just hung on to that lead. She kept growing it, and she straight dominated. Um, this is going to be very exciting to see her in the trials. And with the with the way that she's – the way that she's progressing, probably even beyond that. She's probably going to be competitive in the Olympics. I'm, I'm very excited. All right. We got Hopple. Bryce Hopple takes another win, takes down um, Josh Kerr. He takes down Clayton Murphy. But this was advertised that we were going to see Brazier versus Hopple. Are they purposely avoiding each other in the 800 meter at this point? I mean, when are we going to see these two square off on the track? I think that they, I, I think that this is being saved for the trials, which, you know, part of me is like, oh, come on. They're, they're, they're going Mayweather Pacquiao on us. They're not, you know, just let's get on the track and let's race each other already. But part of me is just like, let's keep building the hype. Let's keep building the hype for that, for that showdown this summer at the trials I mean, it's it's a little frustrating, but it's just it's it's going to be delayed gratification. Yeah, I had I had a similar reaction, Steve. It just makes me more and more excited for when they do get on the track together. I also think, you know, it was it was Brazier up front, and then Hopple was kind of the fun story for a while. Like, could Hopple compete with Brazier? Could Hopple compete with Brazier? And now it's like an absolute yes. He he could compete with them. So Brazier had a little bit of an ankle injury, um, but doesn't sound serious whatsoever. And it's the type of thing where if he knew he could just go out and win, you know, like he had been doing the last, I don't know how many years now, uh, he would just do it. But because he has to be on his absolute, he's still a favorite in that matchup, but because you'd have to be, you know, feeling a hundred percent and absolutely crushing it to, to make sure he can win that. He, they made the right call by holding him out. Don't put him out there. He's a hundred percent. Cause it's going to require, you know, the best effort from him to beat Hoppo at this point. Outside of Lamong Chalimo, is that the most anticipated Olympic trials matchup we have? Lamong Chalimo is getting a little stale. I mean, they, 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 
they're getting past the point of like people caring. Like they better they better show up and race soon. I think I think Hoppel Brazier. The the only difference among Chalimo is that there's beef there, right? There Hoppel, as far as we know, Hoppel and Brazier are are cordial. They're probably even like friendly. So the only difference is that there's beef. But you know the anticipation for that matchup is it's it at a certain point it's going to surpass it. Sure, I can buy that. Um, Ollie Hor. We talked about Odell Perry, but talk about a rocket ship. Ollie Hor takes down Justin Knight, Henry Wynn, J- Johnny Gregoric, Sam Prakel, Angles Ahmed. Dominates again. I feel like we've talked about it before, but like, is Ollie Hor a legitimate medal contender right now at the Olympics? I mean, can this guy sneak in? Is he good enough? to medal at the Olympics. The two biggest in the, well, let's say right now in the United States, even though neither of them are, are uh, American, the two biggest, the two biggest, uh, you know, benefactors from COVID and the Olympics getting pushed back a year are Justin Knight and Ollie Hoare. Cause both those guys, their stock is rising and Holly, Ollie Hoare is a bad man and he is running so unbelievably well and every every one of these meets i i agree with you mike he gets a little closer to being a metal contender um yeah i mean it's 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 i think it's i think it's legit at this point yeah i i don't know if we can like put him in there at this point but he's definitely close and he races well enough. But yeah, we haven't seen him. You know, obviously, it's a whole other step when you get the Inca Brinson brothers, when you, you know, you get guys like Chariot. But I do think Ollie is in. He's getting there. He's getting there. So we'll see. Uh, we lost Trent along the way here. I don't know where he is. We can keep rolling. That's okay. Oh, he's coming back right now. But right. I, I also want to say, um, you know, the Ollie and, and Justin Knight's performance overshadowed our boy Henry Wynn, who yes. had kind of a bounce back race. He ran 336, and he's a guy that hasn't been racing great, and I think that we're starting to see that there's been a little bit of a plan in place here, and he's got a slow build, but really good to see our guy Henry Wynn have kind of like a a bounce back race, saying that, hey, I'm not done here. Like, don't count me out. Like, I'm still in the mix. Um, the women's 800, you know, we, that should be a big event for, uh, us in the Olympics coming up here. We had Rogers, McLean, Sinclair kind of taking a back seat to three or four ladies from the UK. Do we have any reason to be nervous going into the Olympics from our middle distance woman? No. No, one race. <laughs> Rogers Sinclair. Sinclair's been our girl all. I don't know, all pandemic basically. Uh, Rogers is. We'll get there. She's she's a little shaky, but she'll be fine. She'll I, you got, yeah. She's she's a gamer. She's gonna get up for the big one. Exactly, uh, she's a gamer. Nailed it. And uh, I, I don't have I don't have too much to take on the UK. I just kind of climbed back in here after a computer dying, so I didn't have a chance to find my notes. But I'm not worried. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. And then my last one here, uh, we're going to move over to the Oregon Twilight meet. Um, so 
this is probably my favorite headline of of the weekend. So Cooper Tier, Cole Hawker, they've just been, you know, the talk of the town. Everybody, you know, wants them on their podcast. Everyone's already talking about putting them, you know, in the, you know, in Olympic contention, this whole thing. They are the biggest names in American middle distance right now. But people forgot about our guy, Nagoose, and he comes back this weekend, outkicks them at the line, reminding them, it's, you know, you can't count them out. You, you can't forget about Nagoose. He's still there. How excited were you guys to see our guy, Nagoose, take down the Oregon boys? The goose is loose, baby. The goose is loose. I was so pumped because you're right. It's like every time you hear a story about the NCAA, it's it's Tier and Hawker, Tier and Hawker. People are sleeping on the goose, baby. I was so pumped. Listen, I've I've never been excited for a Notre Dame athlete to do well, but I I was a little excited for this one. I totally agree. To to hear those two guys, I don't know. It's I don't know these Oregon runners. Uh, we haven't had him on the pod. So naturally when you hear the same names over and over, you get a little fatigued a bit. You get a little tired of them. Uh, and the goose to come out like that. I got to get my hats him, off even to a fight in Irish for him to do it in like classic Nagoose way to out lean at the finish line. I just, it, it, it brought happiness to my heart. So, um, all right. So the goose, all, baby. he's back. The that's best all I got. nickname in track and field right now. The goose is loose. So pumped. That's all I got for uh, results. The last news story, uh, we should probably skip. Steve's not going to want us to talk about it, Trent, the fact that uh, Peloton treadmills are just, you know, killing folks. So we'll move on from that. Although my my one thing I, I do want to say on that is um, if CJ, CJ Albertson, if you're listening, um, Somebody just make sure he's okay. Okay, I know he's big into the Peloton treadmill. I just want to make sure he's okay. All right, sorry. We're moving on. That's all I got for the news. The dude lives on a Peloton treadmill. I know, I know. I'm a little nervous about him. That's all I got for the news. All right, so we are going to get into our special Mother's Day, belated Mother's Day interview with McKenna Myler. McKenna is a badass runner. She just... She just ran a 15:45 to win the women's 5K at the Brian Clay Invitational, but she just had a baby, and I think you'll remember her from back. And I believe it was in October. She went viral for running a 5:25 mile, nine months pregnant. We had a great time talking her on the podcast. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, McKenna, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thank you so much for making some time to to talk with us tonight. Yeah, um, I hope you don't mind. I'm like, I'm making toast right now. That's (laughs) right. We just got back from the beach. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need food. (laughs) What are you doing? Are we doing a little like peanut butter and jelly? Are we doing uh, a little just classic butter and bread? Yeah, just classic butter and bread. I have like... I used to be like super into like adding as much flavor and as like to all of my food. And now I cycle through things and now I'm like, I just want like salt and butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the plane. It's the plane right now. 
So did, did you say, did you say you're, you're racing out in California this week? Yes. So do you guys know about the sound running event? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm racing Saturday night. As of right now, they have me in the second heat. Um, but my coach is trying to get me bumped up to the first heat. Okay. Um, just based off of workouts. Cause you know, obviously that my last race was like the last of my fastest time, but just like, and I feel like every coach is like, my athlete's faster than they are now, <laughs> you know? So are, are you running the, are you running the 5k? Yeah. So I'm going to try, uh, give the 5k another shot and try and hit the Olympic trial standard. Okay. Very cool. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's your, it's, it's your fastest time was, it was, uh, it was a couple weeks ago at Brian Clay, you ran a 1545, but it also needs to be taken into account that you just had a baby, right? So you're coming off of that, you're gaining fitness. So while that's an amazing time, it might not be exactly where you're at right now because you're, you're constantly getting better. I got to imagine you're proving almost, it feels like every single week right now. Totally. Totally. That, that is part of it. And then also, so before that race, um, I showed up, I had like planned out, um, like, like feeding Kenny Lou is my baby's name. We, we, I was like, Hey, we're going to get here at this time. I'm going to like feed her in the back of the car. And then like, you can walk around the stroller and she'll fall asleep. I'll be warming up. We'll go race, you know? Yeah. Just this whole, and it was working so well. And I like show up, I'm doing my agilities. I go talk to my coach and he was like, Oh, like one of your teammates is in, in your race. Like this will be really fun for you guys to be in the same race. And I look over and she just walked on the track and she was in Crocs. And I was like, why is she in Crocs? The race is in like four minutes. Like what's going on? And, um, <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, Wait, you're not racing for another like hour and a half. I was like, no. Uh. So yeah, that was such a bummer. Um, so I already had like, I had done like three, three mile shakeout that morning and then I did a three mile warm up, And then I was like, I had to wait another hour and a half. I did like a mile and a half. So by the time I started that race, I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> Just do this race. You may have found your new warm-up routine. I don't know. If that's yeah. what it takes to run as fast as you did, maybe maybe that's the key right there. <laughs> maybe. Um, but, yeah. So so I do think that also maybe with a little better preparation, yeah, it could take a couple seconds off. Sure, sure. A little preparation. Uh, also, knowing that you're capable of running that fast, because I have to imagine, and I'm sure you had some great workouts going into it, um, but I think this is what, like six months after your daughter was born. And yeah. so it had to have surprised you when you got on the track and you, you ran the time that came up, even if you're feeling fit, it's like just the, the small period, that small window of time that there was between, uh, when this race happened. So were you surprised that you were able to hold on and have a strong kick at the end of that race? Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised. Um, but I also like, wasn't really paying attention to the time. Um, I was just really into, I was like, I'm just going to race because I know, um, I don't know. And I feel like that's like when good times come is when you just race, <laughs> um, and you're like set up and that just was set up like for me so well. Um, I actually in the race, um, people were like, Oh, you look you're like, it looked like you had more to give, but racing again, it was totally like, Oh, 
I was like, maybe I should just be comfortable and like, not <laughs> like push it. Like getting into that like uncomfortableness again was definitely part of that race. Like it wasn't super easy, I guess is what I'm saying. Like there, there was definitely some like um, boundaries to push in that race of just like realizing like, oh yeah, anyway. So what I, what I'm saying is I was surprised, but also um, not because I wasn't even paying attention. I just raced. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get into, you know, your, your pregnancy racing and that whole thing. But when, uh, you know, those first couple runs after, you know, having your baby and getting back out there, was, was there any part of you that was like, oh man, I feel light and I feel, you know, I can go out there and fly right now or was it like I feel out of shape and I need to get back on the horse here um I I think it was definitely the the, I feel light and yeah I was like whoa um yeah so there were some runs where um I was trying to hurry to get back and all of a sudden I was going like 515 pace and I was like wait like what (laughs) like (laughs) like, how is this happening right now um and or just uh the first one of the first like legitimate tempos I did up at altitude um was also kind of a shocker where um I just started I so I I did a lot of and this even started like in my pregnancy where I was like I'm not gonna look at the pace like I'm just gonna go off a feel and then whatever that is I'll work from there like it's kind of like plan a plan b you know um and like, I'm like, even if it's like six minute pace, like it's okay, like that's where you're at. Um, and I ended up doing this like 10 mile tempo and I averaged like 534. And that like, even for sea level for me was like so much faster than I'd ever tempoed before. <laughs> so I like looked at my watch at like mile four and I was like, oh, I'm like running 530 pace. <laughs> like this is in the, like, I'm in the right feeling. I'm in the right like zone of, of feeling. Um, yeah, so the lightness, um, the perception, I guess, it has changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is going to be one of the most ignorant things I've ever said and probably you've ever heard. But, you know, I think about you, you know, a batter in the, in the on deck circle puts the little donut on his bat and he's swinging. You take it off. You got the crazy bat speed. You're feeling great. There you go. At least, at least I prefaced it with saying this is going to be really ignorant. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I like hypothesize about that stuff in my mind all the time. I'm like, what is actually like happening here? Because um, also a lot of people have been like asking me when I got so veiny. Um, and so I'm like wondering if from breastfeeding, there's just more like veins coming through my body because like it has to extract like more nutrients. And like, I'm like, maybe there's just like better. It's like, literally I did legal doping. Like that's very possible. <laughs> I, I love like, this. Oh. I love the junk science here. I want to go with that one. What other like junk science reasons can we come up with while having a baby would make I have you more. Faster? I can tell you more. Yes, yes, oh, give, give us a couple other Trent's, ones. Trent's the junk science guy. The um, <laughs> well, so the other thing I've been hypothesizing about um, is that, so with your cortisol levels, um, I was just reading that, like everyone associates that with stress, right? But it's really just 
um, like a hormone that's released for energy. So any, like you wake up, you know you need energy, so your cortisol spikes, right? Um, so I was wondering if like when after pregnancy, because I'm not sleeping the same, like I used to sleep like 10, 12 hours easy, you know? And like, I was like still like, oh, I should nap today, <laughs> like, you know, with this like amount of training. And now I'm like getting broken sleep and like eight hours is like, oh yeah, like I'm on fire if I get eight hours. Um, and so I was wondering if like my cortisol receptors like have been magnified or if there's more, I, I haven't really read more into it. I should read more. Today. There's no need to. There's no oh. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> yeah, just, I'll just go with it. Um, yeah, so if I have like more cortisol receptors because I'm like handling stress so much better um, and like recovering from way less sleep and like being, um, yeah, like I don't nap and uh yeah like i don't know how the energy keeps coming i guess is what i'm saying without like the burnout <laughs> i'm buying i think i like the more blood in your the more blood veins that's my favorite one but the cortisol we'll, we'll run with that one too <laughs> maybe <laughs> more arteries now <laughs> all right so we, we've referenced it a couple times mm -hmm. but we got to talk about your viral moment this past fall where you ran 525, nine months pregnant, 525 mile, nine months pregnant. How did this come about? Where did this idea come from? Why, why, what made you want to go out and try this? Okay. So I do have to preface. I have always been like a really weird child. Like I used to want my mom to forget me. I'm, I'm one of seven kids and I'm in the middle. And I would want my mom to forget me so I could walk, run home from soccer practice. <laughs> I like wanted to bike to school when, you know, like as a high schooler, when it'd show up sweaty, like what high school girl wants to show up sweaty? And like, I live like, not that it's super far, but like five miles from my high school. And like, I thought that was super cool to want to like bike to school. <laughs> so like, um, and then like after cross country practice, my senior year, I would run home. Like after we'd done, you know, like eight, 10 miles, and then I would be like, okay, I guess I'll just run home. So <laughs> prefacing with that, because so many people have been like, your husband made you do that. Like, he just wants you to <laughs> stay fit. Like, my, <laughs> He's not the competitive one here. <laughs> that's, that's me. Um, so yeah, it came about because in the beginning of my pregnancy, um, Obviously, I, I mean, I was like stoked out of my mind to be bringing a child into this world. It's incredible. But I was also like, oh, like, what does this mean for running? This is like super unknown. Um, it's something I spend a lot of time and have invested a lot of time in. Um, and so my husband and I were talking about like, you know, like how slow I was going to get basically. And all the examples we'd seen is like, you know, I was like, I think I, I like was like looking at it. I'm like, I think I could run like a seven minute mile at like nine months pregnant. Cause I'm like adding up the weight and like the seconds in my head. I'm like, I could, I could do that. And he started laughing and he's like, no way. Like, he's like, you're going to pee your pants and have the baby. Like if you try <laughs> to run eight minutes. <laughs> um, so anyway, he just likes to throw down bets. Like, we share the same bank account that means nothing but everyone loved that part they're like he owes you a hundred dollars like okay <laughs> um but 
Yeah, so he's like, I bet you a hundred bucks you won't be able to break eight minutes like by the end of the pregnancy. Um, and by the time that came around, uh, <laughs> I think we knew that I wouldn't because I was doing like, like 90 minute runs at seven minute pace. Um, and yeah, so it was kind of like, hey, like we made the bet. So my, like, do you want to like just do it as a workout anyway? And I was like, yeah, sure do it um so i asked some of the people i work out with in california uh if we could if they could like help pace me it's just it's always easier when you have people around um yeah and that's how that's how it went down <laughs> so wait you were doing you were doing 90 minute run, runs while you're seven months pregnant yeah mm-hmm. wow so the coach i was working with so we lived in australia um his wife was like an Olympian uh, for Ireland. And he was like, she ran through her pregnancy and like, this is what she did. And so I was like, oh, this is what I have to do. Or like, this is what I want to do. Um, so I started replacing my workouts with long runs and just worrying about like being out there for 90 minutes. Um, yeah, so I mean, I was even in the beginning, honestly, I was still doing like 18 miles up until uh maybe like 24 weeks uh for long runs but then i started just doing like 90 minutes three times a week no wonder you're running 1545 you've been grinding this entire time (laughs) yeah like i've been working on my fitness like and i always joke about that too i'm like i don't i i don't think i just realized uh, or i didn't realize like how fast i'd actually gotten with pregnancy because i was carrying all this weight like and yeah but i think that's actually when i got when i like got faster than before (laughs) how many how many days off was there like around the pregnancy because you obviously were running this fast mile i think it was just days before and then you got back in shape super fast so like how many days off did you take um yeah so okay so i did a long run on saturday went into labor on sunday and had the baby monday so, um, I took two weeks before I was like, I would take walks and like, um, I, I was in like the back country behind our house and, um, I decided to just like run a mile to see how that, that would feel. And I felt fine. Um, and like things were working well and but every everybody is like so like don't push it too fast like that's my biggest regret was like trying to like go too fast um so i honestly think i could have started running earlier but i was just like super cautious and i was like there's no rush uh so then i started doing strides like but i can't help it i just i just i'm like super antsy i think i have like a little bit of energy issues um uh, yeah yeah so two weeks and then i the after the third so two weeks in that in that third week i was doing strides and like one mile runs and then the by the fourth week i was doing like four to six miles every day and building from there that's wild yeah so you know (laughs) we we joke about all the time you know the the running world likes to latch on to to you know, each individual story. Now we're doing the same thing. Here we are talking 30 minutes about, about your pregnancy. But I still have questions. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. 
do you do you worry now about the expectations where if you get pregnant again people are going to be like oh all right it's time to pr it's time to get that pregnancy (laughs) that pregnancy pr right i mean you've set the stage if you if you google your name the first like 30 links are all you know nine months pregnant woman runs this fast time i mean you're kind of stuck to it now yeah no totally i actually (laughs) was thinking about that i was like oh my goodness like i would be like because that's the thing about pregnancy and that was what was so cool and i think actually helped my fitness was it so about like listening to yourself on the day and like just not having expectations um and you know like yeah so i am nervous about that because i'm like and i'm gonna do the same thing where (laughs) i'm not gonna have expectations um for my workouts and just gonna go by feel um and honestly like my weight fluctuated yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) my weight fluctuated so much i yeah you just can't so i guess what i'm saying is i will try not to listen to people when they have expectations for me (laughs) put that aside now what about what about the expectations for your daughter right I mean now everyone expects that she's gonna be some super athlete because you know she she's already run a 525 mile with you she's on the fast track to to be a superstar starting you you know a lot of people talk about like LeBron James like people are putting too much pressure or like Tiger Woods people are putting too much pressure on his kid to be a great golfer is there too much pressure now for your kid to be you know a stud runner well first off (laughs) I'm like no Olympian I'm not (laughs) you know what I mean um and I do, I'm like all about not putting um, kids in boxes. And I'm very into like, I do not like being put in a box. And I feel like that's part of like my journey as a runner. That's been like so hard to get good at running because I've been like, no, I'm not a runner. Like, and I like go surfing, go skating, like just, yeah. <laughs> or like try and get into other things, um, but then constantly be drawn back to this running. But I don't like to put kids in a box. And so for me, I just want her to excel at whatever she's interested in. And honestly, I don't want her to run. <laughs> uh, like I've had people come up to me and be like, when are you, like she's gonna love running and be like around it. And I'm like, no, I want her to do something else because- the Sport's the worst. We yeah. say it all the time. <laughs> we say it all the time. <laughs> Sport is the worst. Oh my goodness. Um, I feel like you can develop running skills through other sports. And like if you're really that interested in running, you can do it later. Absolutely. Um, it's just so harsh. Um, and I like, yeah, there's just other things to explore. I hope that she is interested in other sports. If you could have gone pro in another sport, what would have been? Oh, good question. Um so I mean, with my like set of skills, I think I would have enjoyed soccer. But if I were tall, I think it would have been volleyball. I love volleyball. Like my my dad, um, he's pretty stellar at volleyball. Like he still plays, and he's like in his late fifties, and he can like keep up with you know some twenty year olds with <laughs> playing volleyball. He's really good. Um, and so we, I grew up around volleyball and I thought I would play, but then I ended up being like this five, three girl, like it was not for me. <laughs> I think if you do get pregnant again, there can be some great 
video just said, like doing the different sports, right? Just you out there <laughs> playing beach volleyball, maybe a little more careful, no dives, right? No laying out, right. but you could yeah. probably have like a whole, you know, whole brand here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my sisters surf like until the day before they're pregnant. So, you know, we just started with a bunch of women getting them skating, surfing, volleyball. <laughs> Like, what else? Get every, what I mean, you're, <laughs> on a running standpoint specifically, you're going to be the go-to person, right? Have people already reached out to you saying, you know, I am, am pregnant. Like, how do I run as fast as you do coming off my pregnancy? Yeah, some people have reached out to me because um, I do. I mean, some the running plan that I'm doing is more about like emotional wellness because I think that's like a really important standpoint from running because people, there's like a lot of obsessive behaviors that come from people run um and just and in general from like the comments that people would leave like i can't even get off the couch in five minutes like it's like why is everyone degrading themselves so much like anyway um your (laughs) your question what was your question (laughs) (laughs) i I was saying you are now going to be the the go-to person for this yeah 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 so so yeah, people have asked me like for running plans and stuff. Um, but it's so hard because I also have this like huge background. Um, and so when I, I went to BYU for college, um, and when I was there, I wasn't very good at running. <laughs> um, I, I gained a little bit of weight and naturally, you know, you have a strength to weight ratio when you're running. Um, and so I wasn't doing quite as well. Um, I got super into lifting while I was there because they have a super good lifting program. Um, and I was excelling at that. And I, you know, I was lifting as much as like the sprinters. And so I was like, Oh, you know, you, you gravitate toward what you're good at. Um, and so I feel like I have years and years kind of built, um, on top of running of lifting. And so that's hard to like convey to people that, um, that was, I feel like is a huge standpoint of why I was able to like bounce back fast or I was able to honestly put on so much weight and not get injured, um, was from all these years of, of lifting because I, I was good about like, um, injury prevention, but I wasn't great. Um, I didn't have, it was COVID, so I didn't have access to a gym. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I try to convey that to people, but it, it's hard when they don't have that background and they're asking for results now or within these like four weeks when it's like, well, actually this happened within like five years, you know? So I should be a bodybuilder if I want to get fast. That's what I take away. <laughs> um, yeah. You should start being a bodybuilder as your base and then you start losing that muscle weight, you know, and as you run and you get faster. The, got it. That's the key. Um, yeah. So I have a kind of unrelated question, not non-running question here for you. So I noticed on your Instagram, I thought it was funny you guys phrased it as your little Ponzi scheme, but you and your husband came up with the cool idea there, the, the gift card to a local business. I just wanted to ask you about that because I thought that was pretty clever, a funny way to phrase it, but also a really cool thing you guys were doing. Did you see any success from that? Did you have any people take you up on your little Ponzi scheme and kind of where did that idea come from? Yeah, um, I actually did have people take us up on that, which was fun. Um, but that idea came from, so my grandpa died like two years ago, I guess two years. Um, and it was his angel anniversary, what we call it. And so um, he was a small business owner. And so 
my mom had asked everyone to kind of come up with something to contribute to him to like honor him a little bit and my husband my husband is so clever he's so funny um and so he he's the one that came up with that and yeah so that's cool. where that <laughs> awesome yeah very cool idea oh thanks <laughs> Well, we don't want to keep you all night. We, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, but we end every interview with a quick game. Mike, why don't you kick off down the home stretch? All right, down the home stretch, we're going to hit you some rapid-fire questions. Your topic, we're going to go back to uh, you know, the bet you made with your husband, and we're right. going to uh, – your, your topic is bets with your spouses. So we're going to hit you with rapid-fire questions. Trent's going to hit you with the first one. Let's do it. All right, McKenna. Was there a double or nothing for the next kid? um no there's not a double or nothing for the next kid but he wants me to run um he something he does like push me for is to run ultras he wants me to do some trail running so maybe there will be a bet on some trail running for the next kid does your husband run and what would be a competitive distance between you two oh yes he does he does triathlons okay so um he's actually pretty quick uh so probably a 400 okay i think i might still be able to take him to 400 though i don't know <laughs> yeah 400 we'll say 400 I, th- I think we need to make it happen Let's set it up um who who would you you know i don't know how many bets you're making with your husband here but of your little bets or, you know, arguments or whatever, you know, games you guys are playing, who wins the most of th- these bets, these kind of competitions? Oh, um, I win. I think yeah. he's not, he's not very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, I do. So, so going off that a little bit, is one person more likely to like flake on the bet than the other, not pay um, up or something? I'm way more of a flake than he is. <laughs> if he says he's gonna do something, he does it. He's just like super on it. So yes, I would flake out, but I also would win. So. <laughs> so it's okay then. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so I don't think anybody has successfully finished a game of Monopoly before. Between you and your husband, who's more likely to flip the Monopoly board over? Ooh. He would. He would flip it. <laughs> he's got, you know, he, he's got a flair for drama. Gotcha. <laughs> um, you know, so this was this was kind of a, a a crazy bet you made running running the mile. Is that the craziest bet you've ever made with your husband? Or is or is he pushing you to do some other crazy stuff, some you know, wild bets you guys have? Um not necessarily bets, but our second date. I made him go um, do a polar bear plunge, and On the so ever day, since huh? then, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when the second time he proposed to me, that's another story. <laughs> that's uh, another podcast. We <laughs> we like iced ourselves under a waterfall. Um, so I mean, I would say not necessarily bets, but we're pretty like intense people. We like intense things. <laughs> Try and hit it with the last question. All right. So 
let's say you want to kind of recreate the bet you had, but this time it's pushing Kenny Lou around the track for a mile. So she's in a stroller. Give me the over under on, you know, how fast that bet's going to be. Now, caveat, you can't like seatbelt her in. So you got to, you got to make sure there's no risk of, you know, tipping her out or something like that. So what's Wait, the over under? Yeah, you can't, can't strap her in. I want, uh, <laughs> I want a little, that seems a little quite, unsafe. Quite, unsafe. <laughs> quite unsafe. So maybe instead she'll be like in a front pack. Okay, we can put her in a front pack, yeah. Can we put her in a front pack? Sure. So you would almost have to, like, waddle. Like. Yeah, yeah. How can I ask you put a mile like that? <laughs> yeah, be similar. She's, she's chunky. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but she's, like, she's in, like, the 97th percentile. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, she, yeah, we made that bet. I would probably... Like who would win? Sorry. Like, what, what would be the over under for your for your time? Like what's a reasonable bet? Is oh, it over really under vocal. six yeah, yeah. and a half minutes? Um yeah, I would say breaking six ten. All right. Which is insane, but you've set the bar high for yourself. So that's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta gotta set the bar high. <laughs> All right, McKenna, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. We can't wait to watch you this weekend. We're gonna be cheering you on. Thank you. So McKenna can run a, run a 525 mile pregnant, but you know, I feel like through quarantine, I feel like I've, you know, gained enough weight to be considered pregnant for this, uh, this four by four by 48 challenge that we're about to do. So am I going to get the type of, uh, virality from, from our videos that, that McKenna got? Steve, I was waiting for you to like share the personal experience. Of like, <laughs> oh, I've got to pack a few pounds on, but I'm still running. I'm, I'm actually down though. I, 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 I think when we started talking about this a little, uh, two months ago, I'm down some weight, man. I'm, I'm cutting. I'm like a, I'm like a, a boxer or MMA fighter, like trying to cut weight right now for a big fight. I'm going to be a lean, mean fight machine in two weeks. Don't worry. No heavyweight. Sure there's now. some mothers. I'm sure there's some mothers out there taking, taking, uh, I'm sorry. It was to, a joke. Your... <laughs> it was a joke. I'm sorry. I know. I know. But anyways all right so we are gonna get into so we're gonna we're gonna do like similar to personal podium but what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little bit of a snake draft and so the whole dk metcalf situation has got us thinking like if we could build a four by 100 meter team uh from from other sports so what we're gonna take is we're gonna take one we're all we all have to take one football player take one baseball player one basketball player and one person one uh, miscellaneous athlete from another sport and what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go around in a snake draft and pick them so um see before before we uh we we go on here just to clarify this can be active or retired pro athletes right i can have people who who aren't yeah. actively playing the sport okay good because that would really whew. That would really screw me up here. All right, go on. All right, so how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Um, who went first last time? I think I went first last time, right? I can't. I, I can't know. keep track of that stuff. I think it went me, Mike, Trent. So why don't we go 
Why don't we go? Uh, let's just go Mike Trent me to start us off. It's the classic okay. tradition. Steve asks us the question about the order. Mike and I are not helpful. And then Steve just fixed the order. It's great. Can I, can I get a real clarification? So there, you can take the, the sport can come at any point, right? It, you can yeah. pick your yeah. sport, but as long as you hit one of each. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So, all right. So I got first pick. See, this is very strategic here because I feel like you almost got to like pick the sport you want. All right. I'm going with it. The first overall pick. I feel like there's slim picking in baseball. So I want to get the guy that I want in baseball. I feel like this is a no brainer. First round pick. I want Ichiro Suzuki. Just lightning fast on the base pass. I mean, I remember when Ichiro came to Lee is like, we've never seen anything like this guy, right? He's different kind of player. And he just, blue i want him on my my four by one team no question about it so he is my first pick that was a great pick mike gotta give my hats off to that i am gonna go football because i think there's really two obvious names and i guess this is current i was thinking more current but there's two names that that are going to be on the top of everyone's draft board i think it's the the biggest difference between the top guys and the second level so with the nfl i'll i'll save dk for one of you guys because we saw you know he's good but he's not that good he didn't win so give me tyreek hill this largely i think accepted as the fastest guy i've watched him you know just just break free from every defender in the game so tyreek hill All right. Can't believe this guy slid to the end of the first round. But with my first overall pick, listen, yeah, okay. You know, the, in practice, you can be fast. You know, you can have the, the times. But, you know, for me, it's most important. The, the, the best compliment you can give a runner, that they ran their best race when it meant the most. And so, like, I want a clutch guy leading off my four by one to get us out to a big lead. So with the first pick for my team, I'm going with Dave Roberts. Biggest steal in baseball in Red Sox, in Red Sox history, the most clutch stolen base of all time. I'm going with Dave Roberts to lead off my four by one. It's a great one. It's, it is. It's a great pick. It's a great pick, man. I, I still love my Ichiro pick. I would take Ichiro over Dave Roberts, but it's a great pick. All right, so you know I, I played to the crowd a little bit to get my uh, to get my uh, my my lead off. Second one, you know, I just gotta I just gotta go with pure speed, and I think that when you look at the different sports out there, you know, there's definitely speed needed in football. Um, but I think with my second overall pick, I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go to my miscellaneous category. I'm going to do a straight-up wild card here. And so what I did was I was like, oh, what are the other sports where you need just flat-out speed? And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking soccer. And so what I did was – because I don't know soccer. I researched, I researched uh, FIFA 2021 fastest-rated player. So I'm going with Killian – Mbappe for my second my second place in the four by one 
So we got Dave Roberts handing off to Mbappe. We are out halfway through the race, out to a huge lead. I mean, this is just this is just playing right into my hand here. Steve, I thought for sure I was going to be able to get Mbappe in the first round, in the fourth <laughs> round because I had the same thing. Like, obviously, he's crazy fast. I think a soccer player is a good rotate the miscellaneous and the name recognition, right? Like people know Mbappe. I it's. Uh, it's a great pick. I'm, I'm just upset it didn't get back to me. All right, so I'm doing the math in my head here. If I have my strategy down, I should not take a baseball player because you guys have already gone baseball, so I can save that for a later round. So let's go to basketball. Nobody's touched basketball yet. Uh, when I think of the fastest guys, uh, the first guy that comes to mind Leandro Barbosa, you guys remember him, the Brazilian guy who played for Phoenix? The guy had no skill. He just was the fastest guy in the NBA, and that's how he made you know his money, basically. He just romped the court and Steve Nash would get it to him. Uh, the guy was insanely fast, uh, and he just has like a, that, you know, he's got that cool Brazilian suave, so. I like it. I like it. I think you probably could have gotten him in the third or fourth round might have uh you you might have stretched a little bit there but i don't hate the pick i don't hate the pick um all right steve really kind of threw me for a loop here on the mbappe thing so i kind of gotta all right so my number two pick i'm gonna take one that's like a a no-brainer um in my book you guys probably wouldn't have thought of this guy i probably could have waited on him but I felt that way about Mbappe, so I feel like I want to get him now. This guy, I, 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 if you compared like his 40 times like that, I don't know where he ranks. But all I know is when this guy was returning a football, nobody could touch him. He just looked like the fastest human on planet Earth. Devin Hester returning kicks for the Bears. I mean, I don't even think he did anything else on a football field ever but return but i he was the best kick returner of all time so i want him on my team i'm going ichiro to devin hester actually devin hester's probably gonna anchor for me i'm probably starting with ichiro and then i'm anchoring with devin hester uh so that's my one two. Oh man and see this is where i'm in a little bit of an issue here um man so I will say I'm selling out a little bit on this pick because I feel like with Ichiro and Devin Hester, I have two kind of like older, you know, retired, not older, but just retired athletes at this point, right? They're not like in, in the mainstream anymore. So I feel like I do need somebody on my team. who has got a little bit more name recognition right now. Still crazy fast. Um, so I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook as my uh my third leg here uh speedy guy on the court flies up and down the court all over the place like i said he brings the name power i'm going russell westbrook you straight up just stole i oh man that was that was my that was my next pick because here's the thing he's speedy but he looks like a hundred meter sprinter he's got he has got the hundred meter sprinter build to a T and he's kind of like got, he's just got like a, he's mean mugging all the time. Like he just looks like a hundred meter sprinter. Okay. Well that's, that's payback for, for me taking Mbappe. I thought that was going to be like my steal of the draft. So 
Congratulations, Mike. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to do my uh, save my baseball pick for you. I know you guys will never touch my miscellaneous athlete, although that's what Mike thought about Mbappe. But so, baseball player, you obviously need someone who's super fast. So, you start looking at the steals. You obviously you need a little power there, too, right? You want somebody that can get out of the blocks, right? It's not just a, a, you know, a straight run. The first whatever steps is to power out of the blocks. So, I'm looking at the 40 40 seasons. There's one name that jumps out, you know of course, to the top of that list, pre-steroid Barry Bonds. People forget this guy had a 52 stolen base year, a a multiple 40. And what I know about Barry, right, he's got power to get out of the blocks. He's got the speed pre-steroid, and he will do whatever it takes to win. You give that guy a little whatever we're taking these days for the sprinters, whatever the most effective, you know, steroid is that all, all our guys are getting caught with. Barry is going to take that. So that's the kind of guy I want on my team, whatever it takes to win. Wow. That is, uh, that's wild. That's a wild pick. I don't, I don't dislike it, but it's a wild pick. That's a wild. Pick. It's a wild. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of it, but well, he was fast. He was fast. He was fast enough. He was fast enough. I, okay. All right. I like it. I like it. So you take a pre-steroid <laughs> All right. I'm kind of put in a pickle because I am, was not ready for Mike to take Russell, Russell Westbrook here. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take – all right. I'm going to go NFL. I'm going to go NFL here to start and I am going to take so you need speed you need you know I think the third leg on your team needs to be somebody that you can count on right because we're out to a big lead with Mbappe and Dave Roberts I need somebody that I can count on somebody that's composed under pressure and that's why I'm taking a quarterback here I'm going to take Lamar Jackson as my third leg NFL player, you know, quarterback, fastest quarterback in the NFL. You can count on him to get it to the, to the anchor. leg. I'm going Lamar Jackson. Um, and hold on doing some. Uh, on, on your Lamar pick. I like it again. It's the star power. It's the name. It, it, it'll play. I do think that Lamar looks his fastest when he's like cutting, you know what I mean? He's side to side cutting. So you do lose that a little bit on the track, but the guy can still fly. I think it's, I think it's a fine pick, especially this late in the draft. And Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm in, I'm in some deep trouble right here. I did not think anybody was going to take that. So I am gonna go. I am gonna go with Mikey. Put him on the spot oh. here, right? Taking this guy. Oh, I am gonna know, end I... you all. So, so uh, we going basketball. Last pick here. Yeah, I don't think you have a basketball player. I do now. All right, my uh-huh. anchor leg. My anchor leg is gonna be a professional basketball player. We're going with. Suberg. Wow. Wow. 
Definitely did not see that one coming. Do you? Why? Uh, why are you saying wow, Mike? I I'm not saying I just didn't see it coming. That was uh, took me by surprise there. I mean, She's I like super it. fast basketball player. She is a super fast basketball player. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Great pick. Definitely, definitely didn't see that one coming. You definitely shocked the world a little bit with that. Um, I don't know. I could I could see that going either way in the court of public opinion. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out for you. I don't. I don't dislike it. All right. I saved my miscellaneous because uh, I think like Sue Bird or maybe not not Mbappe, but like Sue Bird. This is someone I don't think you guys were gonna gonna think of here. So I want somebody with Olympic experience, right? If we're, if we're gonna do like an Olympic sport, like a four by one, having some sort of Olympic experience is helpful there. So I'm thinking about the Olympic sports. What? sport is most similar to the 100 meter dash i have i have come to the conclusion that skiing is pretty similar a lot of runners like to ski to that you get that, that similar to the 100 meter dash <laughs> what the, are you the, making shit up now no no the the build of a of like a, a slalom skier you know it's all in the go, legs go go with that don't go with that skiing similar to the 100 meter dash no, i didn't mean that i meant I mean, you got to go fast when you're skiing, just like got to go dash. So anyways. So you're uh, going to pick a race car driver? That is one potential strategy in this. I did yeah, not. I wish I had thought of that. Driver. Well, maybe I will go race car driver. What was it? Carl Edwards ran a pretty fast marathon, I think. Uh, or Jimmy Johnson. Anyways, uh, so I thought the best skier, like Steve, I went with a female on this one, Michaela Schriffen. She just is dominating the ski game, racking up gold medals, Olympic experience. And I think she's, she's got, you know, she's got the skills. She's got the inherent natural ability to run a super fast 100 meter. At least there's running in, in, in the sport that I picked. No, yeah. But if, if Kayla Schiffen wanted to be a world-class 100 meter runner, she absolutely could have been. Wow. I mean, what a shocking shockingly bad pick uh but now i feel like that i'm was terrible. that was it i just want to say trent you've had some good podiums you've had some good drafts this is not your finest hour. i got tyree kill i got barbosa i got barry bonds pre-steroids <laughs> and michaela Strippen. that team is unreal man all right i i feel like i'm in a weird spot here now because i'm the only one without a female um and i wasn't I wasn't uh, looking that way, so I, yeah, I do feel like I'm in a weird spot, but I kind of feel like I gotta go with my gut. I gotta kind of go with what I was thinking here. My first initial thought was like I was gonna go with a hockey player here, um, try and go with a fast skater. I was looking into to Bobby Orr a little bit, um, but at the end of the day, I feel like I was doing that to play to the crowd a little bit, and I feel like I gotta stick with my gut. Um, Again, I'm going with a lot of players here who are not super relevant right now, so I don't think that that is gonna help me at all. But I'm, you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm going with it. Uh, Steve, what is the best PlayStation video game of all time, and specifically the year? And it's not MVP Baseball because that's a good guess too. I was gonna say MVP Baseball 2006. No, but not Mayor that one. Not 2005 Mayor. That's a good one. That's a good uh, one. Great PlayStation we're gonna game. Go, we're going to go mad in 2003 with Marshall Falk on the cover. Love, love that one, too. Let's keep going. What's in, what's? Oh, um, you're thinking you're thinking Madden 2005. No, no, no. Michael no, Vick. No, no, 
no, no. That's a good one. I already have my football player. I, this is my miscellaneous. This is my miscellaneous. It oh, is oh, oh, oh. FIFA World Cup 2006, I think. I think it was 2006. 2006. Just they, there was never a FIFA that was ever better than that game. The amount of hours I spent playing FIFA World Cup edition. You had a tournament at your bachelor party. Which was we, like we had a, we two had a, years we had a FIFA, ago. We were still playing that game. Yeah, we had a FIFA 2000, uh, FIFA World Cup 2000. It must have been 2004, right? Maybe 2004, yeah. It, it was early 2000s, FIFA World Cup. And we, Anyways, we, we did a tournament at your bachelor party two summers ago. This is a long way to get to the fact that there was a cheat code in that game. And if you played with France, you had Terray Henry, who just literally nobody in the game could possibly keep up with. It, it was a cheat code. I remember, you know, my buddy Dunny used to use France and he had Terray Henry and it was an absolute cheat code. The, I swear to God, this guy has got to be the fastest guy in the entire world. So Terray Henry is my last pick. He is rounding out my team. And I got to be honest, I love my team. I absolutely love it. I always, uh, I always thought his name was Tyree Henry. I think, it was, I think it's Terray Henry. You got to say it, you know, like a Frenchman. <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> i don't know anything else about him but i know he's just crazy lightning fast all right boys that lap that wraps up the snake draft that was fun if we can pull our act together maybe we'll get a graphic on the social medias and you guys can vote on who had the better one um so i'll try to get that done by the end of this week all right boys let's kick off the bell app mike yeah, what do so- you got people in the bell oh, man i jumped mike? the gun damn mike mike Mike, what do you got people on the bell at? Uh, yeah, so um, I, I was going to keep mine pretty simple. Uh, we talked about it in the interview, but, you know, racing is starting to heat up. We're starting to get real close to the trials and the Olympics, and people are starting to run some legit races. We got to start, you know, getting these people on our radar, getting the trials watch going. Um, so I'm going to be tuning into the sound runner meet this weekend, this week, this meet this past weekend was awesome. I know they got a studded out 10 K field uh, going in. So I'm excited for sound runner. And I think we got to get back into the mode where it's like every race matters from here on in. We're in like, we're getting into championship season here. So I'm excited for it. Trent, what do you got people on the bell app? Mike, I'm excited to see uh, McKenna out there in the five K. Let's see if she got into the fast seat. Like she was trying to, my bell app is a guarantee victory of the fasters, guys. I was thinking about it. I've wrapped my head around it. I, I, I kind of went through the stages of like, oh, this is going to suck. So like, maybe let's see if I can get in a little bit of shape. I've been running a little bit. I've been feeling good. I just want to put it out now. I want to be the first to say it. I want to be the first to, to absolutely declare that I will 100% win the fasters you gonna put some money on it i mean i thought that was a given no matter what so maybe i should have held back on my confidence before and maybe that was smart but yes of course (laughs) we will put a hundred on that all right i don't i don't really have anything on my end if you if you're if you're tough if you think you're tough enough male, female, whoever, to, to compete with us or, or to join us for the Fasters, sign up. Let's do this. Let's go through pain together. It's going to be worth it on the other end when we're 
having a couple beers and looking back at the craziness that just went on over 48 hours. As always, if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes and written review, please, 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 please do that. That helps us out so much. Other than that, boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love Stop my hands from shaking But something 